Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for an episode on 24. We are still in the fifth season, episode eight. We're a third of the way through the season. This episode aired on the 13th of February 2006. It was written by Robert Cochran and Evan Katz, directed by Brad Turner. I should mention it's 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., because that's important. That's the episode title, not the time that we're recording this. Although, no, it's not even close for either. It has to be 2 or 3 p.m., so I don't know where I was going with that. Um, and similar to last week, it's a solid, good, but I guess uninspiring filler episode that just moves the plot forward and gets us closer to an episode that I'm maybe not looking forward to next week. Uh, my name is Ben, and I don't like surprises. And my name is Colin, and testing, testing, one, two, three. The end. That is the Oz Network. Uh, oh, thank- are we recording it? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, we, 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 I didn't tell you that I hit record. Uh, you're too busy <laughs> with your, your tater tots. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a very similar episode to last week. I mean, I watched this directly after the episode that we recovered last week, and basically it kind of all gels into one. I mean, there's probably a bit more of an action set piece in this episode. Jack Bauer once again has an obsession with children. Um, there's a guy from Judging Amy in this who was a main star of Judging Amy. I'm excited for that. Good for him. Uh, we meet Walt's wife for five minutes and Martha has a conscious. Sean Astin wipes some blood off his face and Audrey yells at Sean Astin. Um, and Logan is forced to make a decision. It's Logan's choice. Um, I don't know what else to add. This is a solid and good episode of 24. That covered ninety percent of my notes too. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, like I, I think I do like this one slightly more than last week, uh, and it's not even just because we have a little bit of action. It's actually sort of the build up to the action. There's like one sequence that's done really well, uh, but it is still the filler. I mean, so this isn't going to be another top ten episode here. Uh, I, I have some questions about Martha's involvement. I mentioned last week. I have some questions about how long Sean Aston is unconscious for. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah, we're, we're done. Uh, buy it, rent it, or bin it. I think, I think it is a lot. Like, I think it is about a five minute period. That he's unconscious for, because I think, yeah, he was knocked out at like one fifty two, And then he's walking back into the office here at like two Oh two. So five, 10 minutes, just the suit. five or 10 minutes to walk across the street. I'm beaten up. By somebody on drugs. Uh, I'm drugs. So, I mean, you know, I'll come beat you up. Actually, that's not true. Actually, I don't know who would win between you and I. No, you'd win. You'd have some... I'd win. (laughs) Wow, don't even debate it. you got some pent-up rage in you. Have you ever been in a fight? 
Oh, I was in multiple when I was a kid. I actually, I actually had to remember. I had to go into Taekwondo because oh, that's uh, right. There was older kids that were beating me up, so uh, I could definitely take the younger ones like you. <laughs> I um, I did karate for two weeks. Um, <laughs> remember you? Like the, so you got as far as this is how you tie your belt. Well, it was it was basically like you know how sometimes you would go to like a shopping mall and it'd be like, come try this. Or you'd have somebody knock on your door. And like, I remember there was like one time, like somebody knocked on the door. I was like, hi, I'm John. And would you like to come try karate? And I'm like, mom, can I try karate? And she's like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, sure. It's like, all right, we do it on Sunday mornings at like 8am. And I'm like, what? It's like, see ya. <laughs> so I did it for like two weeks. I'm like, Sunday morning at 8am. That's one of the two days we're going to get to sleep in. Fuck off. And I just stopped doing it. So um, yeah. Uh, if I had known it would have been an Olympic sport for one cycle, maybe I would have stuck to it. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember a thing. So you would kick my ass. That's what we're trying to say. Um, I don't even really know where to begin with this one. I think maybe just the White House stuff, I guess. Um, mm. Because I guess um, Walt, uh, Walt's dead. Walt's killed himself. And, and Mike's basically... Oh, oh spoiler. When sorry. did that happen? Uh, um and Mike's basically going to, to Charles like, hey, so get, got a good plan for you now. So, you know, that whole like telling the public that what was evil and we want to be completely, you know, good to the public. Let's not do that. And let's be like, he was stressed, so he killed himself. And what a what a hero he was. And Logan's just like, my wife is not going to be happy about this but I like you more. So yes, Mike, yes, that is what we're going to do. So once again, Logan gets manipulated. Um, Martha's typing away at a computer and Evelyn's all like, who said Evelyn? Why did Walt kill himself? (laughs) And Martha's all like, I tell you why. See, I get to the bottom of it and you'll find out soon in this great press release to the public because that's what my husband does. He's a great man. And then next minute, she gets an email. Wait, damn it. This isn't the right... Press release, what are you talking about? So she goes in and yells at Logan. Logan's like, no, 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 this is going to happen. And by the way, Walt's wife's coming in and you're a woman and women should talk to women. So that's why you're going to talk to her. Women talking. <laughs> exactly. And then, oh, don't bring that up. Um, So that, that's why in James Bond, it's like out of the way, please dink man talk, right? Like, yeah, man talk. Imagine if that was like dink doing it to Bond. Out of the way, Bond, woman talk. Women talk. I'm like, oh, no, not two more hours of this. Um, Academy Award winning women talking um, <laughs> So Martha's all like Well I tell you what I'm going to go tell Evelyn the truth And then we're going to release the statement And America's going to be like Yeah Trader Walt And who cares Like let's be honest here Mike and Mike's right Like you know Oh yeah Like I'm sorry Walt is he's bad He's political but he's very much right Like it's saving face Like you know, mm-hmm. most people seem to like old gummy Joe in office right now. Like he's a bit old and forgetful. Bless his cotton socks. Released a statement today at the time of recording this about Tina Turner dying. Rest in peace, Tina. 15th best Bond singer of all time or whatever I ranked her as. But, you know, I'm sure if right now Joe Biden was like, hmm, Kamala Harris is a terrorist. Um, awkward. Uh, not my fault, though. Like it's still going to not look good on him. So, yeah. you know, uh, Mark's right. So anyway, um, Mrs. Walt shows up and they're like, well, me sad. And then Martha's all like, I've got something to tell you. He was a great man. And then Charles is watching on and then they're all like, oh, 
sad Martha, couldn't do it. Oh, and then that's basically the White House storyline. Um, not the strongest White House episode so far, but I mean, I guess Jean Smart's got to do something, right? <laughs> that's uh, on her business card. Jean Smart's got to do something. That's a podcast. <laughs> That's our and main it rival. might as well be you. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Gene Smart's got to do something. You. Uh, so this is where I kind of have a problem with the whole Martha going to Charles, you know, used to involve me in everything. And, you know, now I'm just pushed to the side. And he's like, you're right. Let's work on this together. Because now that we see what they worked on together, like if it was, if it was anything else, if it was that they were even coming up with a different cover story. And then Mike said, well, why don't we just, you know, paint him as a bit of a hero and just, just wash, you know, uh, wash away, pretend it never happened. That would be different. But this episode, we basically find out that her press release was something along the lines of Walt Cummings was a big jerk. He felt me up and grabbed something out of my boob. <laughs> he worked with terrorists to, you know, uh, uh, rob an airport or, or kidnap people in airports, steal nerve gas and try to kill everybody. This is all to go against Russia, our new allies. Every single thing that was it would have been in her that she's pushing for to be in her statement would have been bad for not only Logan, her, Mike, everybody. It would have been bad for the country because let's yeah. remember we're coming off of season four where in a single day, all these different terrorist attacks happened. Heller being kidnapped and uh, Air Force One going down and football being stolen and everything. And that was the first day of Logan's watch. Now imagine already what the media is on to with today. They're like, we've had terrorists take over an airport during this peace conference. We had uh, the, the nerve gas now being stolen. We have the, the president's right-hand man uh, being behind all of it. You're now creating day four all over again for Logan. True. And the, the, if you can take one of those things and just bury it, like that's the right move. So Martha's impassioned speech, oh, you need to involve me. Now I'm just visualizing her and Charles working on this press release and going over all the stuff and it's making her look dumb. It's making Logan look really dumb, which maybe that is kind of the point. I, mean, I There is another point in this episode where I'm like, oh, we're getting old season four Logan back. This is great. But uh, it doesn't make either of them look intelligent in any way. Uh, I think there was probably just a better way to be like, oh, well, you're just changing some of the phrasing here where maybe she was not addressing exactly what happened with Walt, but saying, oh, there were some issues with him going back a few years and, you know, it reached a breaking point. Um, it, it just, it doesn't work. And yeah, the scene with Evelyn too is like, I can't believe it. No, it, it basically is like Padme and Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith. I saw him killing younglings. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted wow. Martha to be doing with her. Natalie Portman uh, reference, I'll take it. Yeah, I also love this past week where Natalie Portman has uh, come out, or maybe it was even prior came to this. out, oh. She did. She, is there a video? <laughs> I'm doing Gene Smart now. Oh, <laughs> don't get me too excited. <laughs> but uh, she says, I have never been asked back for Star Wars, but I'd be open to it. Oh, uh, like, I didn't so, say that. So we, we, we debated about during Obi-Wan, like, oh, did they want her to come back or whatever? But she's, she's and this is how Disney works now. If, if, if a fan even suggests something that gets somebody excited, then they're like, let's do that. Rosario Dawson, somebody did fan art. Let's cast her as a soak. And now Natalie Portman saying she'd be open to it. There's the Padme series. Uh, well, well, in all seriousness, that surprises me because she really did distance herself from it for a while. She, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like she 
dismissed it, but she kind of openly wanted to shed that Star Wars persona. So that's why yeah. she went and did a lot of these kind of like Oscar bait films and kind of obviously ultimately went on to win an Oscar and became this type of actress. But then she, I guess, started talking a little bit about more, you know, the second Natalie Portman rap she did on Saturday Night Live, she kind of joked about it and she has been talking a little bit. More. So that actually surprised me. That makes me happy. And I like, oh. come on, I know you don't like it, but if they announced a Padme series, you like... Outside of the actress, Padme is one of the best characters in Star Wars. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was um, it was maybe a year or two ago where she had an interview where she was mentioning that, um, uh, you know, she's rewatched these movies for the first time since they came out, showing it to her kids. And she's like, now that I'm showing it to my kids, like, I actually get it a lot more. I'm enjoying it. And so I think she's she's very open to it. And a lot of the issues with Natalie Portman is just Natalie Portman, the person that I have, you know, her her performance in the prequels definitely are not good. I actually made the argument on our episodes, like she's maybe worse than people say Hayden Christensen is, but I also gave the argument that you had Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, two 19 year old kids, you know, with limited acting experience. And you compare that to any other 19 year old kid with limited acting experience. Now they did an incredible job for what Mm. they had for experience and what was you know given in the script you look at what hayden christensen did when he had some years behind him and the opportunity to come back i mean i would love to see what she could do with padme but what would you would you i don't know how you could have a padme series i mean i remember when we watched the clone wars movies like i think they did all right with stuff with her and that and i don't know how often she appeared in the the clone wars tv series but i mean i just don't know what you could do with her maybe you have sort of that period between phantom menace and attack of the clones when she goes from queen to because she says in attack of the clones doesn't she like oh they tried to like change the thing so i could stay on so like i mean maybe you could do that and and again say what you will about natalie portman she she's aged pretty well she could easily play a younger self again so oh we saw hayden and ewan do it yeah exactly and that was without de-aging. So you add some de-aging in there. Let's also just theorize that she faked her death. Wow. <laughs> that the was of the up. <laughs> Don't know if I'd be on board with that. Um, but I mean, no! I guess the obvious one would be if they do Obi-Wan season two, maybe there's flashbacks or stuff like that. And then maybe there's some. Oh, you got to like at some vision. point explain Leia having a memory, which we talked about in the prequels, that theory that, you know, at least through the forest, Leia is the character that has her eyes open when she's born, whereas Luke has his eyes closed. And that would so. be one of those weird, like, retcon things where it's like, oh, cool, that's how they got the dice in the millennium. That's how he's called Han Solo. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, that's almost one where you'd kind of be like, yeah, okay. Like, I, I'd mm-hmm. I'd like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's exciting. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I saw... The only thing I saw of her was, like, she was at Cannes and she, like, posted this elaborate, like, design sequence of this dress that she wore with her husband, which was an epic dress. And then the amount of like design she put into it. And then I saw. So she shows up on the red carpet in a dress. So like, oh, tell me a little bit of your dress. And she's pulling out diagrams. Like, well, we started by threading <laughs> the <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> Actually, I haven't watched her, the documentary on her her football team, which I, I need to buy a jersey. I love how everyone's she all has like. a football team? Yeah, she owns Angel FC in the women's in the NWSL. Wait, and her, Ryan Reynolds, how many of these well, people are going to own football teams but this now? Is, this is the thing. Everyone's all like, Wrexham, Wrexham, Wrexham. And cool story, Wrexham. But like, no, like this Angel FC is like the LA team in the women's sort of MLS. And I, she's like the majority owner. Like, I think she owns it with a couple of other Hollywood actors, but... They've just dropped. I think it's Disney Plus. They're doing like a weekly documentary on it, and she—I don't know if she hosts it or she's in it. 
But um, mm. that's why she was on James Corden the other week and his like, last episode was to promote this documentary. And I kind of want to get an Angel FC jersey just because, you know, everyone wants Wrexham. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want the Natalie Portman team. Uh, so, yeah, Angel FC. Just, I'm, now, now I'm waiting for the day where Hayden will buy the Maple Leafs. <laughs> that's Ottawa, my life. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's about to buy Ottawa. Do yeah. you see that? Like, I mean, no no Ryan Reynolds on anymore. Imagine Snoop Dogg owning the Senators. <laughs> Kind of want it to happen. Anyway, 24. Um, I kind of think with the rest of the story, like there's not really much you can separate because CTU, yeah. the terrorists and Jack are all kind of intertwined. And there's obviously one president scene that I've skipped over but that again, like the only real scene you get is sort of Lynn coming in and adjusting himself, wiping some blood. <laughs> and he's like, what are we up to? Um, so then really everything that, here is intersected, right? Let, let me quickly talk about the Lynn scene <laughs> because again, I like the timeline, it took him five minutes to get back and everything. But like, if you're going to be walking into your workplace, wiping your mouth, straightening out your clothes, people didn't see you get attacked. What are their thoughts going to be? I just came <laughs> in for my lunch break. <laughs> ah, let me just tuck my shirt in here zip myself up like i was watching pornography uh, pornography <laughs> what was i watching i'm just like sometimes when i'm bored and you know sometimes when you're just like oh i'm just i'll put on youtube you know i'll i'll find some random five minute video or something like that and recently i've just been watching like random clips of the simpsons so it's just like best of classic simpsons like volume mm-hmm. one and the one i was watching tonight was like the one where they do the duff beer tour like the brewery tour and it's like, some of you may have heard recently that Duff Beer has been uh, infused with lysine. It's like, oh, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Really? You haven't watched CNN? No, I haven't watched CNN. <laughs> well, it's not true. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the end when the tour guide's like looking at all the Duff Beer and it's like, well, and this is all we've got here right now. You might be wondering what stuff got coming up next. Some might say we've got a few things up our sleeve. And I was like, like what? Uh, a few things? Yeah, but like what? <laughs> nothing, all right? We have nothing going on at Duff. There is nothing going on at Duff at all. <laughs> anyway, I, I really want to start watching old Simpsons episodes. Um, So everything's intertwined. So Link comes in. Bill's all like, yes, um, the Catherine Hepburn's dead, Um, but Jack might have a lead. So the terrorist calls up Jack, and once again, similar to the Drazens in season one, he's all like, yes. And then he's uh, old um, terrorist guy. He's all like, yes, uh, well, have you got the chip. And he's like, yes. He's like, We're going to meet at a parking lot. I'm going to send judging Amy guy to meet you. And we meet judging Amy guy here. Now, I'm sure you would have seen this guy in other things. Timothy Amund- Amundsen. Um, How do you spell that? O-M-U-N-D-S-O-N. Timothy Amundsen. Now, he was uh, a main cast member in Judging Amy, where he played Sean. I'm sure you remember Sean. Great character. Uh, he was also in an episode of Nip Tuck. So maybe I need to get him on the Nip Tuck 20th anniversary episode. He um, played Eli on Xena, Warrior Princess? Of course he did. Come on. He played Seth Werner on NYPD Blue. <laughs> oh, he was in a Mission Impossible 3 as IMF agent. That's what I know him from. Maybe, like, I probably pointed him out when we did that. He was in Swordfish. <laughs> there you go. He was in Woody Woodpecker. Oh, <laughs> this guy was on 24? Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> we, should, we should look that guy up. Um, but I always think he's in longer than, like, one episode. Like, because he feels like just maybe just because he's 
actor where I was like, hey, Judge Gamey guy. Like, he's in it at least like three. I am literally the only person who watched this and went, hey, he's from Judge Gamey. I'm, 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 I'm just happy to say, as you've been going on for this for two weeks, I'm going to be like, what do you want to bet? Like, Judge Gamey is like not even close to the thing he's known for. He is uh, known for playing Sean Potter on CBS television series Judge Gamey. That is his number one credit. So, uh, it's I can't just judge you. It's like oh, judging Amy. Judge, man. No, no. Uh, uh, I get it. <laughs> judge, judging Amy. Um, and uh, hashtag bring back Amy Brenneman. We're we're still on that train, right? Where is she? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Come on, Amy Brenneman or Josh Dallas? Who would you rather? Oh, Amy Brenneman, because she was at least in Heat. Yeah. Josh Dallas would never get in a movie like Heat. And she was in Daylight with Sylvester Stallone. And Daylight. There you go. She's at Al Pacino. Uh, well, no, she had Robert De Niro in that movie, but she's had Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone. So she was in Heat, was she? So she was in a Natalie Portman movie. There you go. There you- <laughs> Maybe she wants to be in Star Wars too. <laughs> Amy Brenneman in Star Wars? Come on, you'd be down for that. Imagine if you tuned into Padme the series Amy Brenneman was in it. You're like, shit, yeah, Amy Brenneman's in Star Wars. Yay. I love how, like, that guy who died in the last week and they were like, Star Wars is... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, Ray Stevenson. And he's in, like, Ahsoka. I'm like, oh, so he hasn't been in it yet. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah. who's he in Star Wars? Never seen him before. Rest in peace to that guy. Um, so anyway, he's the terrorists are like, yep, cool, meet me here. And then Jack's all like, hey, I remember this from season one. I think I've got an in. I can pretend to be this person because they don't know what he looks like. Last week, remember, whole convenient nature of all that. Um, meanwhile, the terrorist guy is basically going like, we're going to go get the chip. And he's all like, what if it doesn't work? And this other terrorist is all like, hey, well, I might have work- had a workaround here. So why do they even need the chip? Like, if they're all like, I've got a workaround here. Because he says, like, means somebody might have to stay behind. But as we're going to see in this episode, if you wear a mask, who cares? Like, I kind of yeah. don't get the idea of, like, why is this an issue? Shouldn't they just be like, oh, fuck, we don't need the chip. We've worked it out. Come on, let's go on our merry way. And, like... <sighs> If this is the most dangerous nerve gas too, like I understand you you can have a mask that is airtight around you, but like, what if you like turn your head a little bit? Like, is there a small crack that it could leak in? Like, I would think a full hazmat suit is what people are wearing to guarantee protection. Yeah, there, there's a fair bit. There, there's one major, major plot hole in this episode, which to me basically renders all the deaths in this season pointless. Um, But we'll get to that. So... Anyway, so Jack's got to go meet. He's going to go undercover and he's going to pretend to be all scared. So he calls up Bill and he's all like, hey, this is my play. And Audrey's like, but what if they kill you? And it's like, no, I think this is the right play. Jack, you are a right man. And Curtis is all like, I'm not. I'm going to stand in the background and just take orders all episode. And what-. Curtis has a lot of waiting this episode. He's just waiting and waiting and waiting. Poor Curtis. Waiting to put on his mask. Exactly. Finally, at the end, Jack's like, put on your mask. He's, yes! That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> uh, so they go and have this uh, mall meeting. I d- uh, well, I guess this car park meeting. I do love, like, Jack playing Scaredy Jack when he's all yeah. like, why are there so many people here? I thought there was only going to be one. I don't like surprises. Uh, so, and, like... <laughs> Chloe just, I mean, I do love how, like, these are literally terrorists who they barely found a week ago and, uh, well, like, an, an hour ago in 24 time, a week ago in Oz Network time. And then, essentially, Jack's got Chloe in the ear and Chloe's like, so, Jack, this is how you arm a chip on a freaking Centox nerve gas canister. Like, they literally knew about this, like, an hour ago and already Chloe's got the schematic. Yeah, I'm just going to terrorism.com. Here it is. Under nerve gas, that was easy. Jack, you've got a clip. And like, literally the instructions are so tense. It's all like, Jack, unscrew the back of it. When you've done that, clear your throat. 
<laughs> now get the other chip, put it in, and screw it back on. It's done. It's like, okay, that was pretty easy. Sure. Um, but then, oh no, plot twist. Jack is uh, going to have to go back and meet main terrorist guy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the, the guy? Erwick. Erwick, thank you. Um, Steve Irwin. Um, so they knock him out, put him in the back of the uh, van, and they're going to drive him. Out. I love I love kind of how you hear like Jack going like, oh, 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 oh. and then CTU are like, Jack, what's going on? <laughs> kind of like Ferris Bueller. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last one going off with the secretary of Ferris Bueller's out. Oh, oh, hold, please. Um, so, and then we overhear the fact that they're going to use one of the canisters to test it out. So they're going to go to the mall, Robin Sparkles, Canada style. And I, is it Chloe when she's like on the on the phone, like, oh no, I didn't want them to turn left. And it's like, why? They're going to like Sunny Hills Mall or Lone Pines Mall or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Twin Pines Mall. I tried to look up to see if this was a real mall because I think they call it, it like Sunrise Hill. Well, I don't know if the name of it's real, but I, in the book, they, this is a real mall. And basically they got access from it from like 5 a.m. to midday. So they literally like could film it there for seven hours. So they did all this in like one day. So yeah, I... I- what I found was like there's a and I, I tried to look to see okay can I match this as a picture because apparently there's no Sunrise Hills Mall but there is a Sunrise Mall in Los Angeles so I'm like what do you want to bet they said we'll give you access but if you're gonna be depicting a terrorist attack in here just change the name and we're like <laughs> thinking oh they they're gonna have to call it like Trio Pines Mall or something like that they're like no we're just gonna add hills to it. <laughs> I, I love the fact though that they're here and they're all like yes okay we're gonna go in and. We're going to pretend to be maintenance people. So they literally have white jackets that says maintenance on it. And yeah. so that's exactly what they wear in all maintenance companies in the US. That's exactly what they wear. But there's there, if, when that guy came in, with he didn't have his credentials, the Spencer had to let in the assassin. I just wanted him to have like a jacket that says government on it. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm authorized. I'm government. Yeah, because that, that's just how it works, right? That's I'm sure when you go to a fixed alarm, it says alarms. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on your top. Um, but uh, I will say there is a great scene here, though. So essentially, the argument here is because Jack's undercover, they're going to go through with it. So Lynn is basically like, "No, we need to let him go through with this attack because once they've killed innocent people in this mall, then they will lead us back to the other nineteen canisters." And of course, Audrey's all like, "No, no, this is innocent." Children, there are children. Lynn, look at the children. Won't anyone think of the children? Please think of the children. <laughs> For fuck's sake, children, all right? And, you know, Audrey, oh, the one woman, the woman's got to care about the children. Why can't Bill care about the children? Like, you know, sexist, 24. Uh, but great job here on Kim Raver. I think she really does a good job here with this. She's finally getting something to do, so good for Kim. Um, but this obviously this whole big debate going on. Bill's kind of in the middle. And then they're going to call the president. I love the one bit that I loved it is when they're like, basically like we're, we're going to get the president to call us back. And then they're, they're literally like going like, Oh, we're just waiting for the president to call one of the split screens that comes back from the commercial break. You literally see Mike and Logan. They are just standing, staring into space. And two minutes later, they're like, we are just waiting for the president to call. They're not doing anything. Like, <laughs> Now, I'm, I'm thinking about old Simpsons episodes now. I'm just imagining that one. Uh, I think it's the same one with Mark Hamill, where it's like, where's my security team? And there's two guys out there. Is there anything fluffier than a clap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to just do like random Simpsons, like 
the old <laughs> really good seasons. Basically. Oh, that would be a way to do it. Random, uh, uh, random episode Simpsons. Well, we could just like choose our favorite episodes. Like we've all got like you know, like we do Bart. Or we oh, just we've do, got about a hundred of them. Yeah. Well, like I mean, we could literally do the Australia episode, the Canada episode, like the two obvious ones. Yeah. There. Like I love the X Files episode. Obviously, we're going to do the twenty four episode at some point. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think there, there's an option. Not that we don't have enough to do already, but you know, put it out there. Um, but I just I love that fact when you just literally see Logan and Mike just standing there doing nothing. We are waiting for the president to call. Um, and it's a great scene when he finally does call and he's just basically like, uh, I, I, love, I love how they always have to introduce everyone in the room. Mr. President, it's Bill Buchanan at CTU. Go ahead, Bill. Also in the room is Lynn McGill, uh, Kim, uh, Audrey, Audrey Reigns, <laughs> Chloe, Edgar. Jenny from accounts, Sam, just, the catering guy. I know it goes on forever. <laughs> the uh, I just want to be like, um, what's that guy's name again? Uh, Donnie, Donnie, the window cleaner. Um, Enrique, Enrique, and then Logan's like, go ahead, Spencer, Bill. Spencer, where's Spencer? You <laughs> fired him. You slept with him and fired him. Seriously, it just goes on forever. Logan's just like, go ahead, Bill. Uh, so they explain the situation and I th- I'm, I'm guessing this is the scene when like, it's kind of like season four Logan again, cause he has no idea what to do. Um, he's just kind of like, yeah. Oh, well, that's a pickle. You should fix that. Um, <laughs> just hold please. And he's like, Mike, what do we do? Mike, make a decision. And I'm like, you are the president. You need to decide. And he's just like, Oh fuck. Kill the children. <laughs> um, which again, <laughs> kind of the, the obvious answer. I mean, you know, it's only 800 people that are going to die here versus a couple hundred thousand. Although, actually, before I forget, the, the one bit I love with like uh, Logan in this episode is when, obviously, everything with the mall gets cleared up and they call up Logan and he's like, what's happened? It's like, sir, Jack Bauer has uh, managed to stop it. Only 20 to 10, 20, 10 to 20 people have died. And Logan's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. 10 to 20 people still died, Mr. President. Um. I might just have it there before I go to the ending bit because I feel like I've covered a fair bit there. But uh, Jack's in the maintenance suits. Audrey's going off with the president and they've basically just ordered the death warrants of children. Not the children. Not the children. <laughs> uh, well, somebody please think of the children. We're really on The Simpsons. We really today. are. But uh, uh, the, the the car park thing, uh, like I, I love the, the scaredy cat Jack too. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But uh, it's that the testing is Mike. I don't know why I think it's so funny, but it's Jack just having to say testing, testing, <laughs> one, two, three. Like we, we do audio checks before. I mean, you could hear something. You could just say, Chloe, can you hear me? <laughs> you need to go testing, testing, one, two, three. I, want some I, just, breakfast. I, 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 I looked up. Yeah, let's do. What did you have for breakfast? But I looked up some other uh, test phrases that are used for sound checks. And it would have been fun to hear Jack say, the small pup gnawed a hole in the sock or the fish twisted and turned on the bed hook, press the pants. And so a button on the vest, the swam dive was far short of perfect. These are apparently, there are a huge list of test phrases that use two blue fish swam in the tank, testing, it? testing, press two the, blue fish swam in the tank, press the pants and what? Press the pants and sew a button on the vest. And sew a button. I mean, I get it. They're doing the popping sounds there with a lot of that, but like that's press the pants and sew a button on the pants. What? On the dress. <laughs> on the button on the vest. On the vest. That's our, that's our new spin-off podcast. Welcome to press the pants <laughs> and sew a button on the vest. My name is Ben and this is Colin. 
apparently the most popular one though is pop pop popsicle ice ice icicle test test testing one two three hang on so if you had the full pop, version pop, that that's wrong it should be pop pop, pop, pop popsicle <laughs> ice ice icicle test test testicle that's what i thought you were going. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> why is it a testicle so jacks that's what jack needs this is sound check chloe you're reading me jack i can hear you you don't have to go through the pop pop part uh where are my is- testicles <laughs> <laughs> I did, I don't know why I find it so funny of Jack going testing testing one two three. Uh, <laughs> I just want to add on Hello, Los Angeles. <laughs> Good morning, Los Angeles. <laughs> Are you ready to rock? <laughs> yes, Jack. I'm ready to rock. Chloe, I said. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> or it's just like it's just you know after dark. Hey everyone, this is Jack Bauer. <laughs> Welcome to Jack Bauer FM. <laughs> Smooth jazz and the Jack Bauer Hour. <laughs> the do Jack like, Bauer Power Hour. Do you like taquitos? I've got a song for you. <laughs> I almost sent you a picture. Um, I, I went for a trip to the farmer's market, which is right by our house here uh, over the weekend. And there's somebody who sells gluten-free taquitos. Uh, which were very good, but uh, I got some, and I almost sent you a picture as I was eating the next day. It's like, Colin likes taquitos too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it <laughs> when you send me food. pictures, Colin. Come on. Especially a food. I don't know. They wouldn't have been keto, but uh, they were good. Testicles. Anyways. Underrated. Stop sending dick pics. Send a picture. Just send a picture of a testicle. Like, just get your nuts out. Just one testicle. Stop cropping it out. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Justice. Hashtag release the testicles. What is it? Free don't, the nipples? Don't crop the testes. Free the, free the there's, testes. There, there, there's the male equivalent. Don't crop the testes. Don't crop the testes. I'm just going to post a picture on my Instagram channel on my testicle. Just one of them. <laughs> just one. <laughs> Stay tuned tomorrow night for the second half. Right or left. Um... <laughs> Guess it right, and you get free Patreon to the Odds Network for a month. <laughs> one of these days, we'll actually provide the content for it. Yep, we'll get there. Thanks to our one Patreon. I, I looked at our um, <laughs> subscriptions the other day just because it's coming up to renewal for our uh, our server. And, um, yeah, they're still there, one of them. Trickling in. Yep. Slow, slowly. Yeah. Um, Anything else to add? So, or, um, I don't know. We had a weird audio delay there. I know. There's a bit of awkward sure. silence going on there. Did test, yes. test, testicles? <laughs> test, test, testicles. Press the uh, parts and sew on the testicle or whatever it is. Or... <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, the parking garage scene is great. And even just the the, the small thing of Jack, like, come on, guys, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And they slide the doors. Chloe, I'm inside the van. <laughs> oh, Scott, please let me out. <laughs> Uh, but, but like, this makes sense if Jack's the guy, even he's like, this isn't what I signed up for. Uh, he, he does a good cover here. We don't get to see Jack undercover. And when we do get to see him uncover, he's usually on heroin. So he's usually on drugs. <laughs> I'm on drugs. Uh, the, the, uh, the CTU call to them is, uh, you know, or before I get to that, <laughs> the, the mall, I mean, don't forget the mall here. So yeah, when they're like, we're going to release this in the mall, it's like, did they choose them all because it's like a populated place or is it like target forever 21? <laughs> I like it when um, is a bill when he's like talking to the president and he's basically like, it starts with malls, sir, but then it could be worse. It could be hospitals or libraries or sports stadiums. I just want them to like, <laughs> who's playing today. Ah, it's only a Clippers game. Oh. There's not many fans there. It's fine. <laughs> just, just not the Kings, not the Kings. <laughs> it's like, uh, instead it's like, 
We'll, we'll lose Lululemon, but we'll save the rest of the food court. Don't worry. Exactly. We'll like, uh, who's playing in the hockey? Oh, it's just the Ducks. It's fine. <laughs> just the Ducks. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the, the call where they're going through all the names it really does go on forever. Uh, but this is like the best Logan is Logan who can't decide. And I, I sort of always remember like we lost that Logan. And it, it's not that I don't love the season five confident Logan. Like I even said it at the end of season four, when we got that first scene of like confident politician, you played a part in this too, David. Like, I love that. I love him, you know, being a, a little bit arrogant and, and schmoozing and stuff like that. But we get, we've gotten several moments where he slips back forward. Where he's like, okay, so kill people in the mall. Don't kill people in the mall. Um, you know what? It's your call, Bill. You, you, I'll, I'll, I'll pass the torch. And he's like, um, with all due respect, Mr. President, this is not my call. You're going to make it. Oh, come on. Uh, pick a number between one and ten. Uh, <laughs> it's the most Simpsons. I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> pick a number. I'll go number three. No, you might want to pick number two or number four, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon here. Of like, uh, you know, oh, why does it have to be the women? But like, it does sort of stick out like a sore thumb that Audrey is the only person in the room who's like, not the children. Not Even the Chloe children. doesn't give a shit though. So I mean, I guess like, you yeah, know. like have somebody backing her. Have one person in the room backing her up. You know, Edgar would. Uh, and- not the children. And- <laughs> oh, I was once a child. Uh- <laughs> Oh, not the children, remember? No. <laughs> in fact, I was a child. What the? Is Edgar in the room in this scene? Oh, he takes up half of it, doesn't he? <laughs> a little bit cruel. That We're never cruel. getting him on the show now. <laughs> that was, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Lombardi. That was cruel. I, I, as a former fatty, I'm allowed to. Yeah, no. He's, he's a Spider-Man guy. We got to yeah. have his back here. He'd kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> he definitely would. He would. <laughs> He knows Toby Maguire uh, and Kiva Sutherland, but but like I'm I'm, I'm not and Rob saying... Schneider. Sorry, Rob, Rob Schneider. What he was Where in the animal. Oh, the animal. Okay, yeah. This, Where he played Fatty. Remember his character was called Fatty or whatever. It was? <laughs> and Colleen Haskell. Oh, don't get me started on Colleen and Michael Caton from freaking <laughs> the Castle. Anyway, shut up, Ben. Uh. Yeah, so one person backing her up, but at the same time, we've been complaining that Audrey's like Sigourney Weaver just repeating the computer here. Yeah. So to make her the one person standing her ground, I mean, yeah, it's finally giving her something to do. Uh, so I won't complain about it too much. But uh, this is actually the the build. I don't know if you're you're getting this far yet, but when they're, they're deciding to release it and we just have this, uh, I, I think it is during this sequence where they're cutting into like the, the ducks to release it and everything. And the this debate Aww. going, the, the, the mighty ducks. Yeah, they, they are killing the ducks here. Uh, but it's <laughs> just this. Back, For God's sake, friend, you're going to cut it to a demon in there. I'm going to kill all the children. <laughs> no, not all the children. For God's sake, friend. <laughs> they're going to talk a bill on the phone card. For God's sake. <laughs> More people need to talk about that. That is one of the funniest scenes in movies. <laughs> If we ever get back into making t-shirts, we are going to get an Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay show. Just, For God's sake, I'm going to stick Yeah, I want to put that out to the, the Quack Attack podcast or whatever it is. You know, it's all good to have the Minnesota Miracle Man on that, but I just want the angry Gordon Bombay. For God's sake, I got to find my Gordon Bombay pop figure. We've got matching pop figures. We 
You did. You sent me one. I actually, sadly, um, I, I think I left my Miracle, Minnesota Miracle Man shirt back in New York, so I don't have it anymore. So I need to get it. I need oh, to get did you one. hear that we're just filling this episode out with Disney Plus talk today? You heard that um, Disney's purging content for the first time ever. Yeah. They're and not... they're already dumping Willow and Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I saw Game Changers got canceled. Original series. You never ended up watching season but two, no, did no, you? Not... I didn't finish it. No, I started, but it's not just canceled. Like they are, there's like a dozen shows or movies that they are removing to make room for new ones. And they're already removing Willow and Game Changers, even though they aired episodes within the last six months. I feel like they're not even on the service anymore. Like you can't even watch them. By the end of the month, Game Changers will be gone. So I might have to power through it in the next week or something. Well, I may have acquired it by other means. So lucky for me. Um, (laughs) Show those backups. Yes. Yeah. I may have backups, but uh, I mean, look, Let's be honest. No one's really that sad. So, um, no, yeah. I mean, I'm not sad. I mean, for Willow, I'm sad because that was a great show. But, but for Game Changers, it's not that it's been canceled. It's just like, how poor were the ratings for that? You know, or the the viewership that if you're dumping old content, you're not dumping. I don't know, like some random movie. You're not dumping the animal with Rob Schneider if that's even on there. You're dumping uh, two seasons of Game Changers but, but, already. But like. Are they just running out of space on their hard drive? Like, I mean, why do they have to get rid of it? Like, apparently, I mean, it's not—it's not like it's going to pop up on Netflix. That was a show made purely for that service, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, like, you literally cannot watch that anywhere now. Like, that's weird. Like, I don't know if they—I know some I mean, Netflix shows they did release on DVD. I don't know if Disney Plus ever released DVDs still, but like, that's weird. Yeah, especially because like, if you look at things like Netflix, obviously every month they have new content coming in, but they're licensing that content from all over the place. Disney yeah. doesn't have the same amount of things to license. Most of what's old is already on there. Yeah. So if they're dumping stuff, it's not It's not even like with Netflix where, oh, well, we we only license this for six months. Like, but the weird thing is uh, there there is one thing, at least here in Canada, we had the amazing race on Disney Plus for, I think it was only like six months and then it was gone. And it was just because that was one of the few things that they licensed for it and they said oh we only had a six month agreement so but yeah apparently their six months just ran out on game changers and willow uh anyways this sequence here uh it, it, the way that it keeps going back and forth and it's drawn out like this is why i actually don't mind the whole long introductions you know we got uh jenny from accounts and and uh uh lewis lombardi and lewis lombardi number two all that uh, and then this, this oh, you decide. No, you decide because they keep cutting back to Jack and y- you just see Jack maintaining his cover, patiently waiting, listening in on this. And it just keeps building the tension for what's about to happen. So this is what I was talking about when I said, it's not even the action that I actually like best in this episode. It's this wait where it's like, you do it. No, you do it. And then Jack's like, come on, somebody make a call. <laughs> uh, it, it's very well, it, it's, it's a well edited sequence. So not even just what we're seeing on screen, but how it's being pieced together. This is something that you could really only do on 24, like the split screens and everything adds a lot to it. I'd agree with that. And I think kind of what also adds to it too, is I like it when, you know, Jack obviously gets this, he hears it, you know, like, yep, you're going to go ahead and kill it. And then Jack gives the wrong code. And then, so then the terrorists are trying to like basically reprogram it and they knock Jack out. Um, And yeah, I kind of like the tension that they're doing with that. Uh, so this is obviously the first time we really actually get to see the the nerve gas work, isn't it? Besides that, like dodgy video. Mm-hmm. So backwards fighting <laughs> here and there, as you said, you got these gas masks on, and this this is like another plot hole this episode. So obviously Jack like pisses them off here, and they're basically all like, you know, oh, he's not giving us a code. Knock him out and tie him up in the room. Why then do they say like once the gas is about to go off, go and kill him? Just 
leave him there without a yeah. mask on, you have nerve gas. <laughs> He'll be dead. He will be dead. <laughs> um, like, I don't understand the logic behind this. Um, so, anyway, so the nerve gas goes on. Jack gets up and knocks some bitches out and then... Uh, old judging Amy guy runs off and he shuts off the nerve gas. But oh no, some gas got into the uh, the air conditioning. Which I mean, again, great sequence. I love kind of like Jack rushing around the food court. And they actually shot this first. They, this is like five a.m. They're shooting this before. Uh, so all the scenes of them just walking through with maintenance on. Um, which I, can we just backtrack to that? Love a good scene where like a security guard. Yes, can I help you? Hey, we're from uh, Dan's Air Conditioning. Steedo uh Check your air conditioning. Well, I didn't get a call about that. Don't know what to tell you. We're here. I need to see some paperwork. <laughs> like, oh, I've got that right here for you. Pew, pew, pew. Like, is that Just how walk in and shoot him in the first place. Is that how it works? Like, you're into, like, stuff with technical stuff and maintenance. Like, I mean, if you were, like, held hostage by a terrorist, if you just walked into... I don't know, like Rogers Arena in Vancouver, and you were just all like, hey, we're with Bob's <laughs> Alarms. Are they going to be like, I didn't get a call. Do I have some paperwork? Aren't they just going to be like, well, you're not, mate. Like, piss off. Like, is that not what they're yeah, going to say? Know what, actually, thinking about that, we have to get like an on-site contact person with a contact number. There's got to be uh, a call before, before we get there. There, there has been the odd instance where maybe we're like oh this is like a business and we actually have to do this and we can't get them over the phone so we'll send a technician down and be like just go down knock on the door you know because they've got their credentials and everything but that would be like the rarest instance where it's like ah oh, you know we tried to call you over the phone and we couldn't get anybody but like you got a problem here and we need to take care of this but yeah it would be pretty rare i just wanted these guys because they they came with no plans they could have done up fake papers or something like that when they're saying like oh yeah we're here to look at the uh the 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 venting system the guy's like, well, I didn't receive a work order. And they're just looking at each other. It's like, it says maintenance. <laughs> like, what else do we need? Well, you've got me there. Over to the air conditioning. <laughs> um, but again, a great sequence. I mean, this is obviously like, yeah, the first real chance um, we get to see this nerve gas in person. But I, I do love kind of like how Jack goes up to this security guard and he's all like, federal agent, federal agent. This is not a drill. Tell everyone to evacuate. Why is he pointing a gun at this guy? <laughs> like, I feel so bad. Like, I get he's panicked and he's rushing around, but shouldn't he just be like, federal agent, federal agent, my name is Jack Bauer. I'm with the counter-terrorist unit. This isn't a drill. You need to call up. Sure, this guy's probably going to be like, okay, but like, does this mean I can just walk into my local shop with a gun? Federal agent, federal agent, uh, evacuate the building? Like, I mean, it's weird. Like, this poor guy, he's just John from security. All right. I, 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 I wonder if he, he just has security on his shirt. And Jack's like, I don't know whether he's a terrorist or not because it only says security. Move, move no, your Could arm. this have been oh. like Sean Connery and Dr. No? <laughs> now it says Johnny. There we go. This is like Sean Connery and Dr. No. It's like federal agent, federal agent. <laughs> punches him for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I love that random guy he punches. But I'll tell you one thing. Fucking security <laughs> in this wall is efficient. This guy's just basically like... Evacuation, evacuation. Jack's run out the corridor like 10 minutes later and half of them are at the bloody door. Like, talk about efficient. But I also love the fact that you see the people in the mall and like, oh, okay. You know, you hear like, bring, bring, evacuate. Like, if you hear that, you're like, oh, that's a bit of a, okay, we, we should evacuate. Yeah. All of a sudden, Jack comes running out with a fucking gas mask on. Oh, where is everyone? It's like, ah! <laughs> like, I mean, if you're in a shopping mall tomorrow like, and all of a sudden you see that, I'm going to shit myself too. <laughs> 
I like here's the the question I have though because I I rewound that scene because the first thing I'm noticing is like everybody is panicking and all the guy has said is we need you to evacuate the mall in an orderly fashion. Like he's not saying anything to cause panic, but like everybody's panicking. But they, they panic like, okay, when they the see Jack. Mask. That's but, when he see they start panicking. Well, but but yeah, that's when you see people panicking. But then you within a split second zoom out. And people who are like a hundred feet away from Jack are already like, ah! but but in defense of that, like again, like if you're in a in a crowded area, right, and like you are not near it, but if all of a sudden you start seeing people in the distance screaming and running away, <laughs> I'm probably going to be going, okay, something's fucking happening right now. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like I'm just going to be like, oh, that's unusual. Like <laughs> now we're, we keep coming back to the Simpsons. It's like the 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 one where they have to do the the work retreat the uh, the avalanche, Homer and Burns of the avalanche, where it starts because they're doing like a fire drill. And it's like, this is a very uh, a pre-planned, normal fire drill. Safe we make your way to the exit. Everyone's like, ah! <laughs> Homer's barricading people in there. Oh! <laughs> it just reminded me of like Jurassic World when all like the pterodons are like flying to it, those guys on the fence. Well, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting closer and they got very sharp teeth. Hmm. <laughs> um... But so everybody, and this is, I, 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 let's track down one of random people who claps on the floor, going, like from this episode, <laughs> like, which let's bring up the massive plot hole here because this does not make sense now moving forward for the rest of this season. So you've got like Jenny and Frank and Bill and Bob, they're all flying down on the ground. But oh no, little Jamie here, let's call her Jamie, little eight year old girl. Oh no, she's collapsing. She's frothing at the mouth. She's like shitting everywhere. The nerves have gone. But Jack puts a mask on her, takes her outside, and is like, give her a shot of Epi. She'll be fine. Now, okay, if that's all that it takes to stop Centox nerve gas, why aren't Jenny yeah. and Bob and Bill getting that? Why isn't Sean Aston and Epi getting that in a few fucking weeks' time? Like, that is a massive plot hole right there that like just because mm -hmm. we can't kill a child. We can't kill a child. And also this child, what a shit actor. I know all she's got to do is open her eyes, but she just annoys the shit out of me. She's just like, Ugh. like fucking try little Jamie, you little shit child. But like that was pissing me off. I'm like, are you serious? Like you give her a shot of this. Why aren't they putting this out in like a couple of episodes of time? I have no idea. But I also love random CTU guy here, Michaels. Is it Curtis here who's kind of like, Michaels, come here. And this guy, like, gets a zoom in on his face. He's like, you need to go to section A, section B, check every doghouse, outhouse, lighthouse. <laughs> 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 and he's just like, yes, sir. Like, I, I, he probably went on to, like, a big Hollywood career after this scene. Um, <laughs> so off they pop there. You know, yay, we've saved them all. And little Jamie saved, except for, you know, it doesn't make sense. So then they're going to chase old judging Amy guy. Uh, to which they get a lead on him and they're going to follow him back to where all the canisters were. But uh, good old main terrorist guys are all like, were well, you followed? And he's like, I definitely was not followed. Shows up to the thing. You were followed. I don't know how. It's like, well, you know what to do. Yes, sir. Kills himself. Um, and that actually was uh, Timothy killing himself in real life because he was in Judging Amy. I was in Judging Amy! <laughs> Which is me, because I love judging Amy. Uh, and then we sort of get a classic 24 ending of they've got no hope. That's basically it. Oh, no, whatever shall they do. And we know that within two minutes of the next episode, they're going to get a lead. So it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, and we get Jack yelling, damn it. And that's number four for the season. And the end.
Uh, okay, so a couple things. First, the um, the the whole conflict of but we need to let him release this so we could fall him back to their canisters. Multiple times in every season of twenty four, they they have this dilemma where it's like we've got a suspect, we could take them into custody now, or we could fall. They never really give a reason why they can't just take this guy into custody. Like this isn't like mm. season four where these are extremists who are willing to die for their cause. Yeah, you're onto something. Real and, and one thing I was going to add too, which I love the fact that when like Chloe and all that are going, like we are a hundred percent certain that he will lead us back to the terrorists if we are to let him go. And then, hello, Casper. Good morning, um, Casper. Good morning, Casper. Hello, Casper. He always gives that same look. Look, Fergie. Can you Ferg. say hello to Uncle Ben? Ferg. Hi, Uncle Ben. Oh, that's thank the first you. time he said hello to me. Thanks that's for it. having me. He said thanks for having me. <laughs> don't tell Dad what happened last night. Um, okay, you can use the gym. Go, why don't you use the gym upstairs, okay? <laughs> run, run, run. Um, yeah, but like this is the whole like 100% assurity thing, which I think Chloe, doesn't she actually say 95% before? But uh, yeah, that's, that's the only point I was going to add. Sorry to uh, interrupt. And no, Casper is picking up. Carries the exact same weight. Oh, I, that's oh, my favorite yeah, weight too, Casper. <laughs> How many pounds is that? Take the ten pounder upstairs. Ten. <laughs> ten. Only ten. Weak, Casper. Casper. Come on. <laughs> What's he doing? Casper, why don't you take that upstairs, okay? Oh, this doing is, squats, I guess. This, this is why people tune into this show. Casper's bread. Well, he's got the uh, the old oh, boy. stretchy things. I feel, resistance thing. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Casper's like getting all Jamie's <laughs> there you go. Take toys that here. <laughs> wow. Just stop before you get to the secret drawer. Also, uh, have you thrown <laughs> away all your uh, posters behind you? What happened to like John Montgomery and the Deferla points? No, sisters? I just I haven't I haven't mounted them yet because we still have to paint and everything. So oh, you want to mount um, the Deferla points? This is coming soon to the Oz Network. Uh, off the podium, by the way. Well, don't leave out John Montgomery. Actually, he's already up here. He's not mounted, oh, but Montgomery's he's already up. up. And uh, mounted up and mounted. It's, it's John Montgomery story. In, a, in anticipation of another episode that's coming up later on. Uh, not with John Montgomery, but anyways, yeah. Like, I don't know why they don't say we can just try to apprehend this because in the end, what Jack does, they chase down the suspect. So mm. I, I just want more of a reason why, oh, we need him to lead us back to the nerve guest. Like, maybe develop this guy's character with like two or three lines earlier on where he's like, I am willing to die for my cause. You say that there's your immunity, you know, like, like your child immunity that guarantees, no, we need to let him do this. Um, I'm going to blow your mind in a second here though. First of all, I will say this entire escape from uh, the mall is fantastic. Uh, I already said with the airport stuff a couple of episodes ago, I love just seeing like the, the big shots with like lots of extras and panic. And we get the same thing here, but uh, your your poor child here, um, uh, the one who dies who you hate, this is where I'm going to blow your mind. So this was obviously a favor to Kiefer Sutherland to cast good old Grace Maria Phillips, daughter of Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh! So Kiefer's BFF, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, he got into season one for like two episodes. He cast his daughter as the little girl who dies here. And she still acts today. She's 25 ask, now. Does she go on? Let's have a look at her. Where is she? What is she? Yeah, she she was just in an episode of The Cleaning Lady. That's oh. actually not a bad show. She was in an episode of All Rise, The Resort. Uh, so it looks like she she really laid off of acting. And then within the last couple of years, she's gotten a few guest spots on some TV shows. So 
her first credit is little girl nerve gas victim, and uh, now she's starting to act again. You can't so. kill Lou Diamond Phillips' daughter, clearly. So yeah, that's, that's why what? Grace Maria Phillips. Can we get her on for an interview? Great. What's her name? Grace Maria Phillips. Why? Where? I'm, oh, there she is. Okay, never mind. I'm finding her now on IMDb. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm going to look her up. And the the other nerve gas victim was Chuck Hicks. Which just makes me think of Chick Hicks, which is uh, from Cars, if you watch Cars as much as I do. But he played the brow in Dick Tracy, um, which Madonna. was a, I would say, major supporting character. He was he starred with Madonna. Other than that, he's basically a stuntman. But his one screen credit was in Dick Tracy playing an actual prominent character. It doesn't really talk, but it's a it's a well-known comic book character. Never never seen Dick Tracy, surprisingly. Is, is Madonna good in it or are you just going to roll your eyes oh. and move on? That's funny. I don't actually mind her. A lot of people knock her as an actress, and yeah, she's terrible in Die Another Day, but like she's very good in League of Their Own, and she's yeah. not bad in Dick Tracy. Aww. So she's Look had at, at least two decent acting roles. Compliment her in a League of Their Own. Look at you go. That makes me happy. She is great now. Oh, movie. she's great. She's actually very. I, I like to forget that she's uh, Madonna in a League of Their Own. I mean, for one thing, she looks completely different, but she's actually funny at times. She she has a decent performance. She has good chemistry with Rosie O'Donnell. Bestie. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll cover a League of Their Own one day, and that'll be the the one time they'll actually say something positive. Um, Do you like the song? Yeah, yeah, she the, does the a good song in that movie, thing, too. Like, that's actually that's one of the songs of hers that I can stand, too. Used uh, to, be, used to my be my playground, playground or something like that. Used to be my Yeah, man, I really... It was like, I think it was around this time last year, I, I watched uh, or listened to a podcast covering a League of Their Own. I'm like, man, that's a movie I haven't seen in forever. I... I've been desperately trying to find the movie and it, it just came on. I can't remember if it was Netflix or uh, something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch Davis. a League of Their Own. That's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm watching a League of Their Own. And what's the name? Tom Hanks. Well, we There's no crying in baseball. And when we, we covered what's her, what's her face who was in, um, wasn't she in uh, Point Break? Who she was also in Free Willy. She was oh yeah, uh, like Laurie Petty, the, 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 the 12 year old boy. Yeah, yeah. Laurie Petty. <laughs> and uh, Bill Pullman, of course, is in that movie. He's uh he's Gina Davis's oh yeah uh, husband and uh, husband. John Levitz is in that movie and great movie oh yeah yeah Tom Hanks yelling on the red carpet Did you see that this week at Cannes with old Reed Wilson yelling at the bellboy no. or whatever it was oh there's a meme going around so there was like a fo- <laughs> a photo taken where basically it looks like Tom Hanks is like pointing a finger and yelling at some like random person so is Reed Wilson <laughs> and Reed Wilson has basically come out and said like. Oh no, we weren't yelling at him. We couldn't hear him. So we were basically trying to say, we can't hear you. Like, look the picture up. It's hilarious. Like, looks <laughs> like Tom Hanks has been a massive dick. I think Tom Hanks is starting to get away at the cracks here. He's been yelling at people in the streets of New York. Now he's yelling at people now. Like, everyone's nicest man. It's like Will Smith again. We're losing the nice people. I, I also love uh, Harrison Ford now that he's promoting like the, the one role, the one franchise he's actually a fan of. He suddenly become like nice guy Harrison Ford, and he's not grumpy Harrison Ford. <laughs> he's doing all this publicity, and like, so there was one question which kind of kind of went viral, where somebody uh, asked him, uh, and of course, you could never ask a woman this, oh, because uh, oh, this would be completely sexist. But it's like, uh, it's like, how do you feel about still being considered hot at the age of eighty? And his reaction is just priceless. It's like this long pause, and he's like. I was blessed with this body and I'm so <laughs> glad that you can enjoy it. <laughs> I was, what was I watching? I was watching random late night clips the other night and there was, um, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel and it was when, it was obviously back like during The Force Awakens or something like that. 
and Harrison Ford. Oh no, I think it was like just when they had announced that he was like in talks to appear on The Force Awakens. So they do this whole like ruse of kind of like, look, no, Jimmy, I can't talk about. It. I'm not here to talk about Star Wars. I hate talking about Star Wars. Let's not do it. And Jimmy's like, okay, let's get some audience audience questions. Uh, you and Harrison was like, no Star Wars questions. You got this person like dressed up as like Chewbacca and is like, oh, um, do you like being in movies? <laughs> and Harrison was just like. Yes, I like being in movies. <laughs> and like, I think next, I remember watching that one. Yeah, it's like next person dresses Princess Leia. And it's like, oh, did you have a good day? <laughs> we, we, we could do an entire show just on recapping Harrison Ford. It's like he has to be the single greatest he, interview. And it, it, he, even though he is always grumpy, like he owns it. Well, I think I've told you before, We back in like the 2000s hour, when we actually had late night shows in Australia, the big one was called Rove Live. And Harrison Ford was on it and he kept swearing. And so, like, basically from that point on, they uh, Rove would have every week the Harrison Ford swear jar because he's just like, if you swear, you've got to put money in this thing because that's Harrison Ford kept swearing, like, every five seconds. So, yeah. I, I remember there was one where we were getting sidetracked. We're basically done talking about this episode anyways. It's good. It's a good ending. But back to Harrison Ford here. Uh, we got Natalie Portman, Lou Diamond Phillips, Harrison Ford. Uh, he was on Conan O'Brien, and uh, there, there were two great parts. And one was where um, they were talking about Indiana Jones, and this is like before Dial of Destiny was even a thing. And they said, would you go back to another Indiana Jones? And he goes, yeah, maybe. And uh, and Harrison Ford's like, someone's wearing it. It would be... Um, it would be, and then Conan Brown's like, it would be fun, wouldn't it? And then Harrison Ford's like, he's rubbing his fingers together like money. <laughs> it's like, it will make me rich. I've watched- In the exact same interview, Conan O'Brien was talking about um, uh, that he ran into him where both of their kids were at a birthday party together. And he, they're just sitting there chatting. And then all of a sudden, the the, the woman who's hosting the party, like her, her kid was having the birthday party, uh, was like, you guys know the bouncy castle is okay for adults to go into? And then she's like smiling and walks away. And Harrison Ford just turns to Conan O'Brien and says, I don't do bouncy castles. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, like, you know, this bit, I've been watching so much Conan O'Brien stuff recently. I fucking love I got, <laughs> I need to watch. Oh, good man! Like his podcast and that, but like I remember the when I was in New York when I was hanging out with Jen, the right one that you got that time. Um, that we <laughs> we would the ones that we would constantly keep watching was when he used to have the Walker Texas Ranger lever behind him, and he was like, he was just like, oh, one more, one more. Did you remember that? And he would pull the clip and he would just show like an out of context clip of Walker Texas Ranger. Do you remember that? I was like, Haley, holy Haley Joel Osmond, like the famous one, was just sort of like Walker. I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that one? No. I'll I'll find it to you. It's just it's just out of context Conan and it's just uh Walker and it's just oh it's so funny. Anyway, sidetracked. Uh buy it, yes. Uh what are you doing with this episode? Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> You'll buy it. Uh, Walker told me I have AIDS. That's the line. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of, it reminds me of, you know, the, the bit when, um, Paul Rudd is ever on Conan and they're kind of like, am I going to show a yeah. clip from like- back at me? <laughs> and I loved it when he was like on the last, it was like, okay, this joke's died. We're, we're, we're going to show an actual clip from my movie now. <laughs> and they just showed the Mac and me clip. <laughs> I don't get why they did it, but it is so funny. Um, yes, it's a buy from me. Uh, um, you know, if you ever get a chance, I, I, I Oh, sorry. I was going on Conan O'Brien again for a second. Go for it. There's one thing they did, which is uh, 
Um, I think they started the the one season where he was hosting the Tonight Show, uh, but they've done it since then. Where uh, around Christmas time, they would have uh, a mascot, which was Minty, the candy cane that fell on the ground, <laughs> and they would just cut to this guy dressed up as a candy cane, but it's got like things stuck to it, like. You know, a carpet fiber and a bug. And it's just this song, Minty fell on the ground for just a moment or two. Minty fell on the ground and now he's covered in poo. Uh, and they do this every single night leading up to Christmas. And it, you, it would just be the same song. And the guy, this guy dancing in the crowd just as a candy cane. Oh, I'm looking that up. That's so funny. I love the ones when he would do... Um, Oh, like he would do like play video games and because like Conan's like, I'm not a video gamer, so I'm going to play video games. And like the one where he plays Grand Theft Auto and he's just like, like basically he goes to a strip club and he keeps keep getting kicked out. So he's like, I'm going to steal a helicopter and blow up this strip club. And you just got Conan O'Brien playing like an Xbox guy like, ha like I'm going to blow you up. Um, and he also like, he when he came to Australia, like he went and like did training with like uh, one of the AFL teams. Uh, which is really funny. And then he sat down. Was that like, like, did he do a, did he do a, but, sorry, is that one of those Conan without border specials? Yeah. Like, well, this, I think, uh, I think this is like, yeah, when he was still doing his late night one, not like the Netflix one he does now, but like he did, he came to Australia. Oh and, yeah. And like he did one where he like sat down with like a, a an Australian to like learn the language. And he's just basically like trying to read. out. <laughs> he's hilarious. I, I, I'd never, I don't think we ever really oh, got Conan in Australia. Uh, so I've, I've, I've that found was like my number to. one thing. Girl, growing up, that was like the talk. Show. I would basically sit through the Tonight Show or whatever just so I could get to Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I loved like uh, I was always David Letterman, but like I remember we would actually randomly get Craig Ferguson, uh, and I fucking loved Craig Ferguson. Oh, he was great, the skeleton guy. And then I loved it whenever he would swear and they put the country's flag over his mouth, and it's like your mother, crikey, dingo. <laughs> like that. Was- <laughs> Or uh, I always remember every single um, time when you do like the the question or or whatever to the guest, it would always start with uh, what is it like? Reykjavik is a city in Iceland, or, or Iceland is a, a country in the North Atlantic's capital city is Reykjavik, and then the question would have nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh, didn't he always do like awkward silence? And it's like now we'll end without awkward silence. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just sit there, like. Yep, I was I was watching. Uh, we're going in this episode, but I was watching the um, <laughs> Conan on Letterman after the whole Jay Leno thing, and I just love how much of a dick David Letterman is. He's just like, I'm watching this all the time, and I'm just absolutely loving it. Like your pain is fantastic. And Conan's like, you know what, Dave? This whole time I was thinking, as long as Dave's happy, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch the Late Night Wars, like the '90s TV movie? That had like oh yeah yeah and that was a great movie. What's his old face? The guy I played Jay Leno. We had on the show because he was in um he was arts in mm-hmm. in Lost. So anyway, uh, buy it. Yes, uh, I am ranking this at thirty yeah. third, one spot ahead of last week's episode. Uh, well, I had last week's at thirty eight, and I've got this one at thirty three. Oh so five spots higher for me. We're both at thirty three for do. this episode. Is this the first time that's ever happened? Um, I mean, it happened on episode one. <laughs> I know that much. Touche. Uh, that's the best the best thing you've ever said on this show. <laughs> you are very correct. Well done. Um, we are back next week for an episode that I've been next week. Uh, and I'm trying uh, to... Re- which, like, I... Forward. But I, I'm trying to think because I don't... I thought next week was the motorcade gets blown up episode. But maybe that's the week after. Um, 
or maybe I've been the wrong one because I thought I'd been the motorcade. Yeah, I'm looking at this and it's wrong. So, um, <laughs> so maybe you don't bin it. Well, next week is episode nine. Uh, oh God, Rise of Skywalker vibes. Um, <laughs> but for some reason on my list here, I've got it as a bin next week when it should be episode 10 is the bin, not episode nine. So I think I've got my, uh, my Excel document around the wrong way. So next week, if it's correct, is actually a buy, not a bin. And then the following week is the bin because the motorcade blowing up episode is the bin to me. But, uh, outside of that, I obviously haven't watched next week's episode yet. Colin, well, I have in the past, but just not in the lead up to this show. So, uh, have you watched it I haven't it yet? either. Nothing. Well, I guess we can have a brief look on 24 Wiki to see if it doesn't spoil it completely. And uh, it says, Vladimir Berko, Irvin, his boss kills. Uh, that's a bit of a spoiler. Jack obtains a chip. <laughs> oh, so next week, so, yeah, so I remember you talking about Nathanson, the guy in front of the Matrix screen, how, mm-hmm. yeah, that next week's, that's the episode next week where Jack and him hang out. So, oh, um, they hang out. Yeah. <laughs> they get taquitos. Chilling. They're going to the mall, going to get some, uh, going to Forever 21, <laughs> just uh, chilling. So um, <laughs> that's next week. Uh, and also, in the meantime, we've got Indiana Jones happening and the Kingdom of the Crystal Bong. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that even a joke, Ben? That's not even funny. Um, I think we're actually up to. Uh, Temple of uh, Last Crusade this week, if my maths are correct. Ooh. Are we? Yes. Yes. Uh, so we get to talk about uh, yes. James Bond and Han Solo hanging out. So, you know those movies where it's like, we talk about Dante's Peak, which how have we still never covered Dante's Peak? It's Sarah Connor and James mm-hmm. Bond hanging out. Like, what's not to love? So this again is James Bond and Han Solo hanging out. Like, two of the great movie characters hanging out. Like, again, what's not to like? So, uh, Tune in for that. Julian Glover. And Julian Glover. The Oz Network slash 007 Zone. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for listening. My name is Ben. And press the pants and sew a button on the vest. <laughs> uh, and my name is Colin and I'm Maintenance. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! (laughs) 
That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs) 